Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. So let's talk about the missing elements for manifesting prosperity. Uh, this is a special uh, episode I'm doing just for you podcast peeps. Uh, and I appreciate the love and support and the feedback I'm getting from you guys. Um, very encouraging. Uh, excites me to, keeps me excited to produce new content for you guys. In addition to the, uh, you know, we always put up the Prosperity TV episode, the audio of that every Monday. And uh, we're going, picking out some of the great uh, episodes in the past four or five years and usually put those up on Fridays. Uh, and your response and all the sharing and recommending you're doing and rating on iTunes and stuff, uh, I, I just appreciate it. So I want to give you guys some special, original, exclusive content as often as I can. So that's what we're doing today on this, uh, uh, this issue of why more people don't manifest prosperity. And I wrote a blog on this last week and it had a visceral effect on a lot of people. Because I, I broke it down into you know, the four-step process, which was yearn, learn, discern, and then earn. And I just kind of sketched it out as here's the stages you have to go through and why. And I think a lot of the reason that many people don't manifest prosperity, aren't successful entrepreneurs, don't create wealth for themselves personally, is they just jump in at, at the, the later stage, the earn stage. Like, hey, I'm here and I'm ready to earn and I want to get rich. Hello, universe, make me rich. And <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And I think the issue is people have skipped one or two or all three of the steps before that. So I want to go a little uh, deeper dive into it for you guys on the podcast. Uh, when I talk about the first stage is yearn, you have to have a yearning for something more right we know there are people they have settled they have dialed it in they have worked out their comfort zone their complete non-threatening non-stress inducing non-challenging no anxiety low anxiety worry-free life which is they keep their head below the cubicle they put in their hours, they're, they've got a job, they're probably paid uh, by the uh, hour or by the, you know, they've got a salary for the week. And so that's, their objective is, hey, I know what my earnings are going to be. Now I, I'm going to do the least amount I can to avoid that keeps me above the level of getting fired and not having to take any work home or worry home or think about it. And Man, and Friday at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, I can just bolt out of here and get my pizza and turn on Netflix and I will zombie out on Netflix all weekend. And they have their routine. And Tuesday night is bowling night and Thursday night is poker night and uh, whatever, Monday night is date night or Friday night. And you know what I mean? They've got this 
very non-threatening routine where it's, it doesn't challenge them in any way, uh, but it's not irritating them in any way. It's not causing pain or discomfort or challenge, and this is the key one, challenge. It's not causing challenge in any way. And they can say, hey, I've got enough money to pay my bills. I've got a car, I've got a roof over my head. You know, it ain't the dream house, it ain't the dream car, it ain't the dream job, but they don't think about that anymore because those dreams, they have let them wither away and die. And now it's about creating a daily lifestyle that conforms to the reality that they have. And we could get esoteric and talk about Zen and say that they are, they have, uh, they are living the Zen philosophy of uh, comfort, you know, satisfaction and gratitude with what they have. Um, and if they're happy with that, I'm happy for them. But that ain't it for me, and I don't think it is for you, or I don't think you'd be a, a listener to this podcast. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I love this whole Zen concept of gratitude for what you have. I think that's a really important part of happiness is that you celebrate the things you have and you don't focus and obsess on the things you don't have. I get that, I'm all in, but I won't make that the be all end all philosophy to live by and I hope you don't as well because I believe desire is the universe tapping on your, your brain, saying, hey, you there, wouldn't you really like to have, do, or become this? And wouldn't that be amazing if you did that? And don't you desire that? Wouldn't that give you a little spark of excitement in your life? Wouldn't that cause you to throw the sheets off the bed in the morning and want to jump into life, into your day, and get after it because you know that you can take actions that'll bring you closer to achieving that? And then when you achieve that, you'll be grateful for that and grateful for all the stuff that you're already grateful for now. I think that's really important. And remember, if, if you guys who read the blog at randygage.com, a couple days before this topic, I was talking about the, how purpose is the meaning of your life. That, that, that you know, your purpose in life, I should say that, let me reword that. Your purpose in life is to grow. That's your, just like plants and trees and flowers, your reason to exist <laughs> is to grow. And I joked on the, the Prosperity TV last week, you remember when I said, you don't be a ripe cantaloupe, which is, that's the analogy I use for those people who just say, okay, no, I'm happy, everything's great, I got my bowling night, I got my poker night, uh, the bills, I got enough to cover the bill, and you know, the car's a used one, and it's not broken down and you know I don't have a payment and um, you know the house isn't the greatest but it we you know it's a roof over our heads and you know the people who settle because once you stop growing that's it you start if you're not growing you're decomposing 
And remember, the rest of the world is growing, a lot of it. Um, so what holds people back at this stage, if we want to go deep, deep, deep dive in this? It's the worthiness issues. It's the stuff I talked about in the book, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Get Smart, Healthy, and Rich. All of the mind viruses, all of the limiting beliefs, the things we talk about often on this podcast, the, the memes like money is bad, rich people are evil, poor people are spiritual, you have to sell your soul for money, you have to sell your soul to be successful, you have to be willing to be a bad parent or a bad person to become successful. So if you have those negative limiting beliefs, then you don't you know, you sabotage yourself from success. So you won't have this yearning. You won't have these desires because you've, you've programmed yourself at a subconscious level that rich people are evil people and successful people are bad people. So you, your, your subconscious mind won't allow you to create the goals that would normally excite you that you would be ripping the sheets off the bed in the morning and jumping into your day. So read that book if you haven't or look at some of the other shows on the, uh, uh, in this podcast library and on Prosperity TV about overcoming the worthiness issues. So that's the first part of the process is finding the power of a dream which will propel you forward. The dream of something you want to do, have, or become that pulls you forward, that creates that challenge of growth because that's where we're at, our most vibrant, our most alive, our most powerful, when we have something that's pulling us toward it. Then we've got to handle the second part of the process, which is that learning price. So call it paying the dues price, paying the price, doing the work, the 10,000 hours, the Gladwell analogy that he uses, uh, whatever may be relevant in terms of what your desire is, the thing that you want to manifest. You gotta learn what the issues are. Learn what do you need to know. You have to learn who do you have to become to create that result. Because remember, that's what it's all about at its ultimate, ultimate, ultimate level is the person you have to become. That's why I say growth is your purpose in life because the, when, when, you, you, when you create a, a philosophy to live by of, of forcing yourself to grow, you're always developing, you're expanding, you're becoming a better person. You're reaching a higher state of consciousness. And it's really, really powerful. So you've got to learn in, if you want to play like Ling Ling, the piano, or you want to play the violin like Ray Chen, or you want to play the guitar like Johnny Lang, you're going to spend how many hours is it going to take you to do that? Learning the scales, learning the music, practicing the handwork, the, you know, the the learning the the musicality the the principles that uh, that underlie 
creating beautiful music. So whatever it is, I mean, there's many, many things that we need to learn. For me, it was being a writer, right? I needed to learn how to write. Then I had to learn how to write blog posts. Then I, you know, I started with writing articles and then I had to learn, well, what's the process for writing a book? How do you structure a book? Same thing when I became a speaker, right? Okay, what is a keynote? What is the difference between a keynote speech and a seminar or workshop? And I'm like, I'm a member of the National Speakers Association and I can't even begin to tell you how many speakers, professional speakers, don't even know what a keynote actually means, what a keynote speech is, right? Because they haven't taken the time to learn. So you have a seminar leader who gets hired to do a keynote, and I know because that's how I started because I didn't know any better, right? Uh, only, you know, why tell you anything? These are just the mistakes that I've made in life that I've hopefully learned my lesson and I don't have to go back and redo those, right? So you might have a seminar leader who gets hired to do a keynote, so they do a 60-minute uh, seminar in a keynote slot because they don't know what an actual keynote is, right? Because they skip this step about learning. This is where you need to develop mastery. So whatever, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a tenor in the opera, whether you are an uh, architect, whether you're a ship's captain, this is where you got to develop mastery. This is the learning process. So you become a true master in your craft and that then allows you to proceed to the the third stage what i call the discernment stage Uh, and this is where the real breakthroughs come from this is uh, this is what sets you up for stage four let me get some tea here (sighs) my throat is getting dry the you've got to discern what the breakthrough opportunities are for earning and this is where the discernment is the critical thinking the literal thinking the lateral thinking the the sideways the creative thinking the innovative thinking the uh, change all the rules you know what if we did this with no gravity what if we did this in the dark what if we did this underwater okay I realize this is impossible but if it was possible how would it be possible you know and you just you think in new and different ways and you think in ways that nobody in that space has ever thought about if you really want to do the breakthrough thing uh, I gave like three examples on the blog because, because these were like disruption examples. Uh, and the first was bookstores, which are so near and dear to my heart, right? Being a reader my whole life and now being a writer. Uh, and I remember the, the, the wars between Walden Books and Barnes and & Noble. And they had stores and then they went to super stores and one came up with the idea of having a reading area and then the other one came up with the idea of having a cafe. And so Walden was worried what B&N was doing. B&N was worried what Walden was doing. And meanwhile, Jeff Bezos was saying, 
hey, I'm going to blow up that entire bookstore model. No different. Omni was worried about Hilton. Hilton was worried about Marriott. Marriott was worried about Hyatt. And none of them did the lateral thinking to create Airbnb, which is eating their lunch right now. Yellow Taxi was worried about Checker Taxi. They were worried about Yellow or they were worried about Town Cars. And then Travis and the boys over at Uber, they blew up that model. Why? Discernment. Discernment is one of the most powerful uh, things you could ever harness in the, in the, in the scope of manifesting your prosperity because discernment is where you question the premise. You question the conventional beliefs. You question the conventional wisdom and you look at things differently. And then, of course, now you're ready for earn, which is when you open your cupcake store, when you open your little neighborhood opera cafe, when you launch your software as a service, when you uh, write your book, when you create your consulting practice, when you open your retail store, whatever the case may be. If you've really spent, you know, if you have that yearning, you have tapped into what is your dream? Why do you really want to do this? Then you went and you learned the things you needed to know to be successful at this. You, you honed your craft and you achieved mastery. And then you stepped back and you did that critical thinking so you could discern what the real extraordinary opportunities would be, that's when you earn and manifest real financial success. And I think it's true in all areas of prosperity. It's a similar kind of process of, hey, don't try to skip these early stages. Go through the whole four-stage process, the four-step four process, because that's how those are the missing elements to me those first few things that like i say some people skip try to skip one or two or even three and then you're just not able to go out and create the massive success you can if you really follow that process and just remember one last little um, bonus lesson i'm going to put in at, at stage four when you get to the earning part is don't fall prey to the worthiness stuff again. Don't backslide here. Be willing to ask for the order. Speak to the universe. Speak to the people around you. Let them know what you're doing. Ask for their support. Involve them in your vision of what you're trying to create and allow them to be you know be prosperous enough to allow them to help you and follow all that and i think that will serve you very well in manifesting prosperity all right last thing i'm going to ask you please 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 go to itunes and rate the power prosperity podcast for me please 
uh, as you know, uh, it's new. We're getting out the word, and I'm trying to spread the message near and far, and I'd really appreciate your help doing that. All right, guys, go out and have an amazing day. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, Let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.